Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles and Next Generation. I am, of course, Ron Kolick, and with me all the way from East Bridgewater is the blonde bomb her- bombshell herself, cooking the corned beef, as every good Irishman is, uh, <laughs> and Carrigan. Yes, good evening, and happy early St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I just got this coolest book. It's called The Book of Bizarre truths and it's so cool nice it has the, the uh, strangest things in it and it's it's really cool kind of is your picture a, in there <laughs> uh, got it for a dollar at the uh yard sale so <laughs> awesome those are the best finds those yeah. are the best finds aren't they yeah i and, think you know uh I just found out that, uh, of course, this weekend I'm going away for In Search of Spirit, the uh, paranormal and spiritual retreat up in uh, Maine at the Captain Stone's house. In, nice. In, yeah. I just found out they have a uh, a uh, gym there, so I could work out in the morning instead of going to stupid yoga. Oh, oh, it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. I don't think that your co-host at this event would appreciate that comment. Why? I've said it before. Really? Of course. And she just said that's fine. What's she going to say? Um, I don't know. That yeah, you there you go. There you you go. shouldn't you insult her. You shouldn't insult her profession. Why? Whatever. Anyway. Maybe. Whatever. Uh, anyways. It, it, is, it is what it is. So have, anyways. Have fun. It's not stupid. I love yoga. Yeah, fine, whatever. I like yeah, to eat yeah. it myself. You're just mad because you can't do it. I love to eat it myself, so. <laughs> uh, but anyways, this place is, speaking about food, has, uh, you know, uh, four-star chef and all that crap. I'm psyched. The rooms are, like, first class. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. gonna, it's going to be a blast. And then, of course, we have the entire um, Captain Stone's mansion, which is attached to the end and vacant. Uh, to do our investigating and everything, so it's going to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. I uh, I wish I could have attended. I am so psyched. So, anyways, uh, it is supposedly haunted, and, and one of the most haunted places in America, according to many people, is Gettysburg. And the most interesting man, the most smartest, wickedest, smartest man, <laughs> with regards to uh, Gettysburg, is a uh, a friend of mine. Uh, he is the proprietor of the Gettysburg, goes to Gettysburg tours, and has written like a trillion books on Gettysburg. He is none other than Mr. Mark Nesmith. Hello, Ron. You missed your cue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hi, Aunt. I, I just realized that uh, you're on the phone and we're on Skype, so there's some time where there is a delay, so I'll give you that one. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. Yeah, I am not on Skype right now. I, I can't. I don't know what you guys are doing. So I'll just I'll just have to guess and and take my cues from you. There you go. 
So anyways, Mark, you you are, I mean, I can't believe how lucky you are. Nobody, you know, some people have a place that they can investigate, uh, you know, a house or, or something uh, uh-huh. for a long time. You have actually an entire town in Battlefield, and, and it's, it's also called the most haunted town in, in the United States to, to investigate for many, many years. And, and that is true because you've written so many books on it. I mean, what's it like? I mean, is, is it? always fascinating is it always new stuff or, or, or what's like it, it, it's well it seems to be because you know i of course i was uh, i was lucky because i had an opportunity to when i worked for the park service to live in uh, several of the houses out on the battlefield the historic houses that were right there wow. at the time of the battle yeah. and that's, that's uh, that is actually where it all started because i started uh, things started happening to me in the houses, strange noises, doors that wouldn't stay closed, you know. And one day I went into the um, into the coffee room, and I, I, we're talking, I casually mentioned it. And one of the other rangers says, stop right there. You need to talk to this other person who lived in that house before you <laughs> because they had experiences too. So I started talking to some of the people who lived in those houses, and sure enough, they had had weird experiences. Now, I always had, you know, from the time I was a kid visiting Gettysburg, I, yeah, you get this weird feeling when you're there, and everybody seems to to feel it. You know, it's it's a different different place. But um, then it is when I really started getting interested in documenting some of this stuff, for, if for nothing more than just for to, to write down the folklore of mm-hmm. of the area, and uh, so I. I, I Started interviewing some older guides and, and park rangers and, and you know, put down the, my own experiences. And it took a number of years because I interviewed some people from the college and everything. And it took about 10 years before finally I, I put it all together in the, in the first book, Ghosts of Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. And the, I think the most fascinating thing about it is that, you know, after 10 years, it took me all that time to get these stories together for one book. Within two weeks of that book coming out, in 1991, uh, it, I started getting phone calls and letters and faxes. This is before email or, or, <laughs> or you know, uh, Twitter, <laughs> whatever they call it. Social networking, yeah. yeah. Social networking. And, yeah. and people were saying, you know, I have had this experience. I never had an experience in my life before. Came to Gettysburg, had this experience. Here's what happened to me. And I still have letters in my file, Ron, that I uh, can't, I haven't gotten to in terms wow. of, of putting in books, uh, which I'm, I'm, I can't say when, but I literally am putting together Ghosts of Gettysburg 8. Oh, my uh, God. Wow. Yeah, I'm hoping it will be out soon. I can't say when because people start throwing rocks at me when I don't. <laughs> but, um, no, so that that's the amazing part about it, and, and you are right when you say that things uh, – a lot has happened. A lot continues to happen uh, out there on the battlefield and in the town, where many people forget that the town itself was part of the battlefield. Sure. Which, right. and I'll make a, a, a an exclusive world's first announcement here later on, if you remind me <laughs> ah, <laughs> to uh, on your on your program here about that the uh, the uh, town and 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 the battles that took place. <clears throat> in town so yeah you're right it 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 keeps uh the things keep happening in gettysburg that that are unexplainable it's kind of and 
we also get a chance, as you know, because you've been there, to basically use the area as a laboratory for paranormal research. Because we know the places that seem most active, we know that they change, we can follow these, and we can go go to those places and do our experiments with whatever EVP, with your uh, with EMF meters or whatever you know any kind of techniques you want to try in contacting the spirits, and so I think that's what um, uh, is fascinating to me at any rate about Gettysburg uh, that it continues on and on and on and on. Wow, that's like one giant petri dish of paranormalness. There really is, yeah, and you never <laughs> know what you know what kind of mix you're going to get because the 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 history is so uh deep i mean we have everything from uh, native american spirits um in fact that my my next book that's coming out is called cursed in pennsylvania and uh that'll be out this summer and of course there's a huge section on gettysburg and that that um has to do with was gettysburg cursed to begin with to be more than one battlefield because we know, and I, and I researched this as, as much as I could, we know that anywhere from 800 to 5,000 years before the Battle of Gettysburg, there was another battle there. And um, I, the, one of the names that was, it was given was Battle of the Crows. Oh. It took place, we know, about uh, within a mile of Big Round Top, and it was a Native American battle. Uh, between you know two factions that were um, that, that were in the area, and so uh, and and actually I have uh, my own basically my own proof of that type of thing. At least for me, it's proof. When I was a, a younger park ranger, I would go to people's houses and they'd say, "Here, I want to show you what the you know the, what I found in these fields," and they pay they show me a uh, mason jar full of bullets. Neat. And I'm like, oh, that's 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 interesting. He says, and I said, what's that next to it? And he says, oh, it's arrowheads that I picked up while I was out there too. And ah. the jar was full of arrowheads. Wow. And you know, there's more arrowheads fit in a jar than a than 58 caliber mini balls. Uh-huh. So uh, there were a lot of arrows fired in that same area that we now call the battlefield of Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's, um, you know, is, is, does Gettysburg have some sort of a, is it, is it destined? Is it doomed to be, was it doomed to be more than one battlefield, more than one huge battlefield? I don't know. That's for speculation for other people to, to ponder. Wow. And kind of in the same token, uh, a giant cemetery as well. You know? Yes. All those deaths of Native yes. Americans as well as soldiers. Well, you know, you have, um, uh, when I was with the Park Service, people would come in and they asked if they got all the bodies because there were anywhere between, they don't even know how many, there were anywhere between six to 8,000 left dead out on the battlefield and hundreds and hundreds more that were, you know, left to farmers to take care of who died Mm -hmm. and were buried out in some, you know, maybe a mile or so from the battlefield in some, you know, in the farmer's garden or whatever. And so we don't really know uh, how many were, were left dead on the battlefield. We do, and then, of course, the Confederates, the Union soldiers were exhumed within months after the battle and taken to the National Cemetery. The Confederates, of course, were the enemy, and they 
were left out on the battlefield in their makeshift graves until 1870. Wow. So we don't know if we got all of those. So us saying to tourists that, you know, back when I was a park ranger that they got all the bodies was not exactly the truth. (laughs) And later on, now they finally figured out, some of the historians figured out that there were between 8,000 or 800 and uh, 11 or 1,200 that um, just don't, the names just don't match up and are probably still buried out on the battlefield somewhere or in the town, as a matter of fact. Right. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, Mark, I mean, you also run the Ghost of Gettysburg tours. And do you find that, um, you know, that things have changed since you first started, since you first were that uh, park ranger? Is is the activity increase? Is it about the same, or or is there no change? Well, that's a good that's a, that's a good question, Ron. I think, uh, I mean, we we'd always heard about haunted places, you know, when I was a park ranger, and and we would we would take friends out on the battlefield and tell them the stories that we'd heard and that type of thing. Um, I I think there's there's I think people are becoming more aware of the fact that. The paranormal, especially when it comes to ghosts, you just it's not just seeing a ghost. You know, everybody wants to know, have you ever seen a ghost? And people say no, and so you figure, well, I didn't have a paranormal experience. I think people are becoming aware now of the different facets that the paranormal uh, can show. And that, that would, you know, for example, smells. You know, we, we mm-hmm. get the smells of rotten eggs. People say, I can't understand it. Why did I smell rotten eggs out on the battlefield or in the town? Answer is simple. You know, the if it's paranormal, it probably comes from the, the, the black powder burning that, that they use, the main propellant for the muskets and cannon fire, right. because uh, sulfur was a major component. Mm-hmm. They'll smell rose water. Or lilac water, which is an old, old perfume. I mean, I don't even know if you can buy it anymore. Mm -hmm. That comes from, we think, the fact that women in town, you know, right after the battle, you you couldn't escape the smell of the decomp. The wind would change, and all of a sudden you have 5,000 dead horses and several thousand um, men. You know, and the wind blows, and it's you, you can't escape it. We know what it smells like. Yeah. So they would soak their handkerchiefs in, in rose water or lilac water, put it up to their nose, and people now will be walking down the street, and they'll be like, do you smell that? Mm-hmm. And they'll smell an old-timey perfume, not the modern French stuff, right. you know, the old stuff that they used to. And, and the only explanation, since they don't make much of that stuff anymore, is that it, 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 it is probably a paranormal remnant. But people um, are starting to realize that all the senses are involved in, in a paranormal experience, hearing, being touched, smells, um, and, and visuals. So now I think we're, we're getting more reports at least I'm getting more reports of things besides just visuals. I'm getting reports of, you know, the, the other senses being involved. So um, I think people are becoming more aware of, of what a paranormal experience is, and that's why this is happening. Absolutely. So, 
Uh, before I forget, and I, I do, is, is if someone wanted to get in touch with you, Mark, uh, go one of the, on your uh, tours and so forth, uh, uh, you know, I sure assume there's a season or, or do they run all year. But uh, where, can they, uh, where can they get a hold of you uh, and, and find more information about the, the tours and so forth? Okay, well, we're going on weekends right now, Ron, up until Easter, and then we go seven days a week oh, okay. after Easter uh, until Thanksgiving. And the, the best place to get in touch with us would be at our website, and they can make reservations and everything uh, on our website, and that is ghostsofgettysburg.com. So ghosts, crazy enough, huh? Yeah, yes, plural, ghostsofgettysburg.com. Okay. I will put that on our Facebook page, uh, Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation, if anybody is looking for that link. Uh, I'm going to put it up right now. Great. So I- I actually Thank have you. A, another question for you because I, I know that you work with mediums now, but I mean, when you were that park ranger and just starting to do this, were you, you know, how uh, deep were you into the paranormal? Were you, you know, did you believe in mediums at that time? I, 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 you know, have you had experiences prior to that? Um, I had, no, I did not have experiences in terms of working with mediums or anything prior to that. And the, but the interesting thing is, we uh, some of the some of my friends that were park rangers. One in particular um, was actually a sensitive, and I didn't find this out till years later, you know. But she was always interested in ghosts and ghost stories and everything. In fact, she bought a house. I wrote about her, as a matter of fact, in in the first Ghosts of Gettysburg book. Um, and she gave me a couple of great stories about what happened in her house. She always she had a ghost in her house that she actually being a historian traced back to a real person oh, wow. that she thought and wow. she called him uh, uh, Uncle Joe because he was the uncle of the people who lived in the house when she uh, that she that owned it at the time of the battle and he would come and visit and she would smell pipe tobacco and somehow going through the letters and everything, she found out that the Uncle Joe, their uncle, who was a Civil War veteran, had visited and would stay there, and he smoked a pipe. Periodically, she'd be sitting there, and she'd look down, and her cat would be uh, looking at the stairs, and she'd look up and look at her stairs, and she'd see a shadow going up the stairs or coming down the stairs, one or the other, you know, and she'd be like, oh, hi, Uncle Joe. So... But but she was a sensitive, and and I didn't know it, but I was working with her, you know, for four or five years before I really uh, uh, found that out. And then when I wrote the book, we talked about it, and and sure enough. um, And her mom was, too, as a matter of fact, which happens quite frequently. You know, it goes down down the line, uh, uh, often female, the female line of the family. So... um, I was I was working with a sensitive, but didn't really know it. And then, of course, when when the uh, books came out, I, I uh, started working with them a little bit more. And and actually, more recently, we've we've gotten a little bit more involved with them. We've kind of changed our our philosophy about um, investigating. I don't know if I even mentioned this to you, but we. Uh, are going now kind of in intuition forward. I think uh, I found out that we are all more sensitive than we give ourselves credit mm-hmm. for being. And um, it's it's a matter of, of just, you know, practice and, and getting used to it and, and accepting it. And 
So what we're doing now, I mean, we still use the instruments, but instead of, you know, wandering around with an EF meter hoping to bump into energy, Mm-hmm. The first thing we do is is get people relaxed and get them you know ready for this, and um, then then I just flat out ask them where do you think is the is the most active place? Let's go to it, and so we'll go to the the place where they feel like it's most active, and then we will 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 operate in that particular area. So it's changed a little bit. We use the instruments as backup now. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, I feel I feel that there's something. Someone will say, "I feel that there's something here." Well, let's get some meters over there. Uh, you know, I have a I have <clears throat> my arm is cold. I just walked into a cold spot. Well, let's get a, a thermometer over there and, and check it out. So that's kind of how we've been been operating, using the equipment more as backup rather than um, actual detecting equipment. I think that's great. I mean, you're going on people's personal experiences, and right. we've talked about that a lot, um, is that, you know, your personal experience is, is, you know, often the most important part of your investigation. Well, yeah, that, that I mean, you know, th- and that's the key, you know. People uh, who uh, have, have had an experience know that they've had an experience. I mean, it's it's real simple, and 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 I get so many letters that people say I've never had an experience before in my life, and I came to Gettysburg, and here's what happened to me, mm-hmm. and they are absolutely, completely, and totally convinced. I mean, they know what happened. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you see a Civil War soldier standing in front of you and then he disappears, it, <laughs> that makes an impression. <laughs> yeah. And um, after that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's the type of thing that that that, that happens to people. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 interesting when Steve Parsons came over from the UK. Uh, I think it was the first time, and, and he showed me uh, one of the ways that they did some investigating. Is they would just, uh, for instance, if we had a uh, say the Daniel Lady Farm, the house that's on the Daniel right. Lady, right? They would. They would just let the people go into the house with no instruments. All they would would take was a pen and a, a paper, and then mm-hmm. they would just write down whatever they felt or experienced, and then come out. And then they would, after that, uh, they would correlate it, and then they would investigate those areas. Pretty much, kind of what you're doing. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that's, I mean, that's a, a great system of doing it. I, I think so. Uh, you know, it's it's it sure has given us some. Uh some results. Um, in fact, it's interesting because we are, we're having our first um, uh, Spirit Quest weekend. Uh, uh, you call them Ghost Quest, right? Yours? I call them Spirit Quest. <laughs> oh, do you? Okay. And um, we're having one in, at, with, in association with the Double Day Inn. Mm-hmm. And um, we are, uh, let's see, we're getting in um, 14 people for this every one of them has been to one of ours before oh cool in fact nice. many of them have been to two or three of them <laughs> these are the pros from dover okay <laughs> they, they don't need to be taught anything they've been through it because they've been it, you know for every one of ours that they've done they've done three or four of their own so these people have been on a dozen or so in investigations I, you know i, I 
and they all know. I mean, they have their own uh, uh, intuition. And so that's what we're calling an intuition forward uh, type of weekends. And so my job is going to be real easy next, not this weekend, <laughs> but the weekend <laughs> after it. You know, I'll just be like, okay, let's just, you know, I'll, I'll, t- uh, I'll tell you what you want to know about the history and maybe, you know, follow you around with a meter. You tell me if, if, what you feel. And and so that's, I think, going to be a an exciting exciting weekend of course all they know to take notes and they know to they know all the protocols and everything so right. i'm looking forward to it so i think that's great that because you know what i think when you say that to people uh i want to know what you feel and i i think people open themselves up more um than they might otherwise right right yeah yeah it's a it's go ahead i'm sorry and there's so much equipment they have out now. They're always coming up with stuff. And, uh, you know, it, 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 I actually, we did this investigation with the, at, of a lighthouse, and the Boston Globe came along with it, and they, they did a story on it. But they also did a cartoon on it. And, and this is very poignant, and it, and it stuck with me since this was like 2007. But they show the lighthouse, and they show all these ghosts coming out of the lighthouse, and it shows me standing there with an instrument. And I said, <laughs> Well, I didn't get too many, you know, I didn't get too much. I just got a couple of measurements. And yet, there I am with the meter, looking at the meter, and all these ghosts are all over the place. So we get so, t- <laughs> so tied up with the the equipment that, you know, sometimes we just miss what's going on. Yeah, you're missing the ghosts going right past you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's funny. Yeah, you can get tied up, you know, you get your head in the meter. You know, and watching that, and 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 stuff goes right by. I mean, you know, you can you, some somebody, you know, the soldier could be standing over in the corner, going, "Hey, dude, <laughs> I'm here." You who? Yeah, I don't get any measurements. There must be nothing here. Hello. Yeah, right. So we're gonna get out of this place. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's uh, that's that's what we've been doing, and and. Um, and uh, it actually came from one of our, our uh, customers, one of our clients. It was We were at the uh, Cashtown Inn, very famous um, haunted place. And I was, I was giving a talk, and a fellow that was there, Skip, was – I mean, he's a truck driver, okay? So th- th- he, <laughs> he doesn't train to be a, a, you know, a paranormalist, okay? Right. He was there for the weekend with his wife. And uh-huh. he's looking off in the corner. Back. Mark, I'm going to have to ask you the whole that question. Okay. Coming up to the break, and uh, we'll talk about this when we come back, okay? Okay, Ron. All right, I appreciate that. Anyways, you're listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles, uh, the next generation right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, whatever that new one is, and maybe a ghost box, who knows, with Dan <laughs> Carrigan and Ron Kolick. It will be right, and our special guest is Mark Nesbis. We'll be right back after the following messages. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing. 
although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Hi, I'm Ron Kolick from the New England Ghost Project. And I'm Gail Lax from Winslow Studio Yoga and Healing. And we'd like to invite you to a very special event that we're running March 18th through the 20th. At the historic Daniel Inn in Brunswick, Maine. This is a weekend retreat, Gail, right? It is. It's going to be fantastic. And it's going to be all about ghost hunting. And connecting with spirit. Ooh, that sounds fun. And we're going to try new things that have never been done before. And we'll be investigating one of the most historic houses in Brunswick. And your weekend will include some great workshops and energy, all of our paranormal investigations, some wonderful food, and a group mediumship reading as well. And a red light seance too, right? Yes. And you never know who will come through in a red light seance. You never know. And uh, if people were interested in getting tickets for this, how could they do that, Gail? Oh, they can go to our website at www.winsoulstudio.com and go to our events page, and you can put your deposit down and reserve your space for this amazing retreat. So don't delay on this rare opportunity to spend a weekend with Gail and me as we go in search Search of of spirit. spirit. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, Mark Nesbitt. Just like the monkeys. No, 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 that, no. Michael Nesmith. (laughs) That's Mike Naismith. (laughs) Close enough. (laughs) For me, that's close enough. Uh, I have a question. I want to get to a question that's been in our chat room. Oh, we got to uh, finish this story. Wait a oh, minute. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yes. oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, we're at the Cash Town Inn, and um, Skip, who, like I said, is not a professional psychic or anything, I'm giving a talk, and he's like staring over into a corner. And I, I stopped, and I said, Skip, uh, what's up? He goes, you know, this is strange because this never happens to me, but I think there's a Confederate soldier over in that corner. I said, real? He says, yes, I'm absolutely convinced. I said, okay. I picked up a, a K2 meter and walked it over there, set it down, turned it on, and it, and it started flashing. And I'm like, now wait a minute. So we got Jack, the owner, in. And I said, Jack, tell me where the, where's all the electrical stuff in this corner? He goes, it's over there in that corner, <laughs> the other corner. I said, is there anything that could be setting this off? And no one was around. In other words, it wasn't a, a cell phone or anything like that. Mm-hmm. No. And then it stopped. And 
So, in other words, what I'm saying is that Skip had the intuition. His, he, he had been inundated that weekend with the ideas that, yes, you can do this. And um, he, 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 he followed that gut feeling, and sure enough, something was there that set off that meter and then um, stopped setting it off. So I thought, I thought that was interesting. That's one of the things that gave us the idea that, hey, you know, these people know a lot more than they think they know. So let's let's try and develop that a little bit more. So that's that's where we that's that's where we're headed. So at any rate, Anne, you had a, another question? Uh we had, do have a question from John in our chat room and uh he would like to know if the activity uh in in Gettysburg is more prevalent on Halloween or mm-hmm. the anniversary of the battle. Uh, I've had that question a number of times. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and and I, and my I have a good answer for him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, the point is that you know it's hard to say why we seem to have a lot more. Let me put it this way: we have a lot more reports of activity during that time period. Okay, but we also have a lot more people. Mm-hmm. You know, the Fourth of July weekend is also the anniversary of the battle. So okay. we get the 4th of July holiday people and also the, the, the people in, coming to Gettysburg because it's the anniversary. Right. So there are a lot more people there, and is that why we get a lot more, a lot more reports? Same on Halloween. Mm-hmm. The activity does not stop in the wintertime. Having lived there for 30 years, I know that you can go out in the, on the battlefield or really in town or whatever or have, have experiences in, in the area. Um, in December or January, <clears throat> it's just that there aren't as many people there to witness right. it. So mm-hmm. the odds of someone being able to see it and report it are lower. Yeah, okay. I, so I guess I answered the question. I don't know. You know what I think has so. always bothered me, Mark, is that if, if you talk to, like, uh, mediums and everything, they say, well, uh, you know, time is nothing on the other side. You know, it, it doesn't mean mm. anything. And, and then yet... You've got this stuff where you supposedly have anniversary hauntings and 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 things like Halloween hauntings, and it, mm-hmm. you know it, it does. You can't have it both ways, I don't think, can you? Or, or you know, and plus the calendar has changed through the years right. as well. So I mean, I, I don't know how that works. It, I it, it I think it, it. Now this is my opinion, but I think yeah. it has more to do with the vibe. That's that is happening at that time. In other words, we get, when we do our weekends, I don't know if you've heard this or not. By the way, we don't, we do not call them Spirit Quest weekends. I thought we did, but we don't. That's, I got it from you. That's where I heard that. <laughs> it's Ghosts of Gettysburg Paranormal Investigation Weekends. But um, I think what happens, uh, at, uh, for example, at our weekends, our, our mediums tell us, well, you know, kind of the word kind of goes out on the other side. Hey, there are people over here that are that can talk to us, that can hear us, that want to talk to us, and um, that you know the, whatever you want to call it, waves, frequency, resonance, whatever, mm-hmm. seems to go out from the living, and the the spirits seem to pick up on that and say, okay, come on, let's go. Here's our chance to you know <laughs> talk to some people. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree. Time doesn't seem to matter. You know, once you once you're gone, once you're dead. Um, so it's more but, driven by the people on this side than the spirit side. 
yeah, the vibes from the people on this side. Yeah, in other words, everybody's interested. We, you know, it's not often that these weekends occur. Mm-hmm. And, and, and actually, there are not that many places like Gettysburg where you had, where you have that kind of interest um, in what, what, you know, what the sacrifice, those who sacrificed did. There are not many places on this earth like that. And so those are special places. They have a special, like for lack of a better word, vibe. And, and I think maybe that's what goes out to the other side. And, and, and they may pick up on that. I mean, there is communication, we have to admit. There's some kind of communication that goes on between the living and dead. I believe that. I've seen it. I've heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's what happens is that the, the, they understand that something's going on, and so they gather and um and 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 want to communicate with us so they're doing the same thing on their side that we're doing on our side yeah basically yeah <laughs> maybe it's yeah special, i don't know what they would know, they call it over there but, too. but yeah that that maybe there maybe <laughs> somebody's over there planning planning a weekend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. mark i mean what about you know that the relationship between the, the humans and, and those that have passed is, for instance, when we were up there uh, with Richard Felix a few years back, you you were able to get us some mm-hmm. uh, uniforms, and we put those on. Is, does that trigger activity, or or does it have no effect whatsoever? No, I think it does. I get a lot of um, stories from reenactors, mm-hmm. and I mean, talk about setting things up. You know, as a trigger, right. yep. they, you know, here they are, it's night, they're all in camp, they have campfires going, they have the coffee smell, the bacon cooking, right. you know, and they're all dressed the way they, they were. Can you imagine if you were a spirit, and all of a sudden, you know, you're just kind of wandering around, and all of a sudden you smell this, and you see this, and you see, <laughs> you're like, holy cow, there are my pards, they're my buddies. My people, and the people my peeps. <laughs> yeah, they'll talk, they'll talk about how they see these these figures and everything from horsemen to single soldiers to groups of soldiers mm-hmm. will walk into camp and then vanish and then disappear wow. as if they run out of energy or they are like, wait, we're not supposed to be here. Whoops. So I think that that they do, uh, you know, uniforms, cigars, smoke, mm-hmm. uh, campfire smoke. I think that does ha- act as a trigger. Right. I have very good friends who are um, uh, Civil War reenactors, and uh, they actually got me into it. We had a little event uh, that we do every year in East Bridgewater, and it's it's a different, it's definitely you know a different experience. And I I could see how that would happen. Wait a minute. Yeah, I, I used go. I'm sorry, Ron. The Civil War went to East Bridgewater. Um, yes, we had uh, one we had of our a battle in East Bridgewater. No, there was not a battle, but we had soldiers who went there, and we call it uh, Calvin Harlow Day. Is uh, his is actually Frank, uh, and he was our local local soldier boy who was killed. Um, well, there were many, but he he my friend Dale kind of um, has taken up uh, his. You know, this was his soldier that we celebrate on this particular day to, 
you know, do a no, Civil okay. War reenactment. All right. All right. So it's just a, a tributary thing. It's not really anything happened there. Oh, no. No, okay. no. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it, it may not have, there may not have been a battle or anything there, but the effects of the American Civil War, I mean, everywhere you go, and from the south to the north, mm-hmm. any little teeny tiny town has some kind of monument. Right. And they're up on top of it, there's a Civil War soldier. And 150 years ago, or 156 or 57 years ago, young men marched off from those towns mm-hmm. in mass. Sometimes, sometimes 70% or 80% of the young men from those towns would march off. Right. Uh, and sometimes less than half would come back. Mm-hmm. And that would, that, <clears throat> that left a scar on emotional scar on these on these towns um, that that I think spirit, spiritually uh, remains. So even though there there may not have been a battle there, I think it's still uh, there's still remnants. I mean, the Civil War was 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 it was a horrible thing. There were um, some uh, they did, they just did a new reevaluation of the numbers of dead after this after the American Civil War and someone came up with a with a figure between 800 and 850,000 wow. in 4 years when the when the country was one tenth its size mm-hmm. so you have to multiply that by 10 for our period mm-hmm. eight, can you imagine 8 million young men no. being killed dying in 4 years in our time period, I mean, it literally was a generation. So I can uh, I can see where there might be still some activity in some of the smaller towns all around the all around the country. You know, it is it was a horrible spiritually uh, ra- uh, 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 draining thing that that happened. So yeah, but this this goes back to the you know why is Gettysburg the most haunted town in America because. All those people die there, so isn't that the kind of the key to the thing that that's the area where they died, where, where this mayhem took place, versus uh, where the town they came from? I would well, I would think that yes, that would be you know, that would that would definitely be a, a, a huge uh, uh, trigger in terms of, of, of why Gettysburg is haunted. This is where they this is where they lost their lives. Right. Um, the people that were at home, though, I mean, I, I, I subscribe to the um, emotion uh, aspect of this whole thing is that in that it was the emotion, I mean, when someone's killed, to me, they just don't die. There, you know, nothing happens. There is an outburst of, of, of emotion and energy. Uh, and I think when people grieve they also have this outburst of of emotion and um i think that emotion is energy and can be captured uh the same way and i think this may be why ghosts linger at least uh, at least residual spirits ron you know why you have these uh feelings that people keep getting at gettysburg because they're they're they are captured there they're they're held there by whatever reason so you know i i think that emotion being an energy it definitely has something to do with with the paranormal with with that remnant energy you know what i mean i don't know if i right. if i answered your question or, or even no. if there was a question 
No, it was a comment, and, and, and you answered it with a comment, which is, you know, that's what it's all about. So, yeah, and that's the cool thing of what we do, Mark, is, is you know, we theorize. We, you know, we, we don't yes. know for sure. Uh, I know myself that since I first started doing this, my opinions have changed, you know, many, many times. Mm-hmm. So Wait, I uh, agree, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've changed from the... Uh, well, in my first books, I was a historian and collector of folklore. Now I'm, I'm, I'm analyzing these things. I'm, I'm putting ghosts and this and the paranormal up against quantum physics. How does all this stuff fall together? You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that that is um, something I never expected. But from you know, the more you the more you study this stuff, the more you, you, other disciplines start to fall into place, um, and um, I don't know. It's, it's it kind of traps you a little bit here. I I thought I I thought it would have written the great American novel by now, but here I'm all <laughs> just on Ghost of Gettysburg Eight. <laughs> yeah, you put, you put them all together. That's one hell of a story. That's what I need to do. <laughs> so but, uh, so what 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 lies ahead for you, Mark? I mean, you know. What what do you see yourself you know doing in the in the future and, and your aspects? Uh, well, you know I'm uh, we're, we I still have other books that I need to finish here, and and get going on. You know I, I still have I'm still trying to work out a way where we can um, put together these literally thousands of EVPs that I've collected and analyzed, and uh, uh, I want to I want to get those together somehow out on the internet. Um, in a book form so that they make sense. Um, the, maybe the one other interesting thing that I wanted to... Oh, and oh, here's the world announcement. Here you go. On your, on your show, the world announcement. Ghosts of Gettysburg is presenting this year. Um, it's going to be uh, our first brand-new tour in, a, in about five or six years. It's going to be called the Confederate Battle Line Tour. Mm-hmm. And we'll be walking people along a Confederate battle line that was in Gettysburg. Remember, Gettysburg became part of the Confederate battle line on July 2nd and 3rd, and telling ghost stories uh, along that route. So, And we, we will be doing that this summer. That will be our first new tour in a number of years. So I'm announcing it to your audience. Ooh, um, jump on that, right people. Now. Go to that link. Go to that link. Yeah, so that <laughs> it's probably not going to be on right now, but it's it's going to be on this summer, definitely. And right. we will, will, or this spring, I should say. And so we will be uh, training our guides very shortly, and they will be uh, taking people on that tour. It's a brand-new tour. And this is, uh, believe it or not, Ron, the 25th anniversary of the very first book, Ghosts of Gettysburg. Wow. 1991 it came wow. out. That's amazing. Yeah. I can, I, can you believe it? I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's why I call you Mr. Gettysburg, because there is no one, no one has put down the research and yeah. the and the time into that town like you have. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's, it's amazing. I can't believe it's been 25 years. And I'm sure people are, every day, still discovering it, still reading it. It's still, it's, it's always relevant, you know? I, I hope so. I think so, Anne. I, I, so I've been very, very relevant, obviously, in my life, mm-hmm. uh, all my life, and uh, I, I hope other people learn some of the lessons, you know, from Gettysburg uh, that that I have. But yeah, it's very, very, very relevant as far as I'm concerned. Nice. Right. 
Going back to your, your EVPs, Mark, uh, yeah. Anne's, Anne's good friend, Mike uh, Markowitz, actually did a EVP book. What's it called, uh, Anne? Uh, it is called, it's, uh, oh, yeah, put me on the spot. <laughs> uh, EVP, oh, Ron, don't do this to me. Wait, it's your I'm best buddy. I know, but I haven't looked at the book in a while. EVP, <laughs> Electronic Voice Phenomenon, Massachusetts yeah. Ghostly Voices. Right. It, oh, great. It, it, what he did with it, he has a, uh, a, a uh, CD with it, and it has the actual recording. So you, you read about it, and then you can actually play them and hear them. Yep. So, uh, you know, that's, that's an awesome thing. And, and, you know, of course, with, with uh, Kendall and all these other electronic features, you can actually put those right into the book itself. So, uh, right. Yeah. That's what we're going to try and do with, with yep. this. And um, we do have a, a, what we're doing, one of, the, one of the chapters in Ghosts 8 and also a chapter in Civil War Ghost Trails, the, the other book that I did. Uh, whenever we had found EVP, got EVP at the battlefields, we created a web page, you know, that people can go to and listen to that. You don't have to take my word for it, that what I heard. You can go and listen to it from that web page. I mean, everybody has a computer within arm's length of where they're reading a book. So right. that's one thing that we did. But, yeah, we want to we, – that's one of the things I'd like to get going here. But uh, So we do have – I do have other things that are, that are in, the, in the mill here that are um, – that's churning. But, and, um, and, you know uh, – I, I've seen a lot of uh, researchers uh, EV, if they do EVP, and, and Mark, you, I, I always considered you as one of the, the best. You, you constantly get good quality EVPs. And, Thanks, and I Ron. think the, yeah. the reason you do that is that, you know, you, you, you treat the spirit with absolute respect. Well, most of the time I'm talking to individuals that I, I – I can't even put it in words how much I respect the soldiers, the Civil War soldiers that that I uh, uh, studied for so many years. I mean, you know, the 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 sacrifices that they make. Any soldier actually sacrifices that they make. We, you know, people like us owe them a debt of gratitude that we can never repay. But um, the Civil War soldiers, in particular, and the ones at Gettysburg, uh, you know, I do respect, and they're my heroes. So I, I have. You know, I'm honored when they will speak back to me, um, and uh, so it's it's inadvertent, but it's but it's heartfelt, you know, to to be able to um, talk to these guys with respect, you know. So, thanks for noticing, though. I appreciate that. That's- yeah. Well, do you think, Mark? I mean, you you just mentioned it's the 25th anniversary of of your first book, and you you've been in that town for so long. Do you think, you know, we talked about earlier in the show where the spirit talks to other spirits. I mean, do you think your name is out there and that's why you get the quality EVPs? Okay, this guy's all right. He, you know, he treats us with respect. Uh, You know, he's doing good work. So, you know, let's help him out. Uh, You know, or or I want to be heard and I know this guy will hear me where, you know, so somebody else might not get it. So do you think, think that's a possibility? I, I I've been told, mm-hmm. you know, my dear friend Patty Wilson, who is my co-author yeah. on on a number of books, is is a medium, and and she assures me that they are uh, cognizant of the fact that I respect them and what they did at Gettysburg, and and they um, uh, like it when I try and talk with them, and they even they even talk 
basically talk amongst themselves, you know, hey, come on, look, come on over here and talk to this guy. Um, so I, you know, I think, in fact, one of the things she told me once when we were out at the railroad engine house, which is an Ooh, interesting I love place. That place. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the um, uh, railroad cut is right around the corner there. And of course, that's the, there's a story in the one railroad cut of uh, the 16th Maine that fought there. And, and uh, she told me once, because I did tell that story a couple times, she said, You need to keep telling that story. I said, Oh, really? Why? She says, because they, they want you to. They, they, they like it when you tell that story. So here I am on the very ground that they fought on, and apparently they listen. That's really and, cool. And at <laughs> least Patty has heard them say that they liked when I told that story. So that's a, kind of a validation, at least for me, that I should yeah. keep telling that story and that I, that I am getting, having a connection with them. Yeah. That's uh, that- great. It's it's amazing, and, and Marcus has is, is showed me so many cool places down there. The engine house he talked about is one of the interesting experiences I ever had. Was you know we were there, uh, and I, we were actually doing a a, a taped interview with the uh, the uh, I forget the, the manager of the place or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, right. And then all all of a sudden there was this huge bang, and oh, right. Everybody went running and everything, but you know what? I listened to that tape. Time and time again, you can't even hear it. I mean, you can see yeah, the people yeah. running off and reacting to it and everything else, but the sound itself is not there. It's, that's yeah. amazing. I have no no explanation for it. That's you bizarre. Are. That's bizarre. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you have any theories on that, Mark? Um. Well, no, I, that I don't know because you know it. Sometimes it works the other way where. Well, obviously, EVP is electronic voice phenomenon. Yep. We don't hear it when it's being recorded often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but on on the other side, that's actual physical vibrations going through the air, making waves through the air that we all heard, right? And yet it wasn't recorded. So that that's one of those mysteries that you you know that you, you know you just can't answer. It just fascinates me. But anyways, unfortunately, uh, that was the uh, doorbell, which means pizza from the dead is here, so we've got to wrap up the show. So, Mark, <laughs> anything, anything you'd like to uh, add before we say goodbye? No, just thanks a lot for having me again. Uh, may, hopefully your uh, listeners will come to Gettysburg this summer and uh, take one of our tours and enjoy the, the beautiful summer that I hope we're going to be having. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, once so. again, your, your website is ghostofgettysburg.com? That is correct. It? Oh, I got it right. That's pretty good. Hey, how about that? Oh, and by the way, it's corned beef from the dead this evening. Oh, oh is it really? Corned beef and cabbage from the dead. I already ate <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> you better not hope it comes back from the dead. Uh. <laughs> so, Mark, uh. thank, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, and, thank oh, you. Oh, one other quick question. Uh, yeah. And, and we're almost out of time, too. But yep. uh, when we... I think I don't know if it was the first time I was down there or not. There was a gentleman on your team. I think it was Scott. He was doing something with infrared photography. Yes. How did that ever turn out? He's gotten some very, very good, very interesting photographs. I use some of them in my uh, talk, and uh, it. Uh, he hasn't been down to Gettysburg for a while, but he. Okay. But he's done it at the railroad. Uh, Museum up in Altoona, and has gotten some remarkable photos of spirits in the daylight. 
that was the whole key is that he I could know, take that, pictures I, I in the daylight. Like freaked out. Yep. I yeah. The picture, the picture I saw was, uh, I, I believe, a soldier up at, uh, oh, what was that big rock place? Oh, oh Devil's Den. Devil's Den, yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, anyways, that... uh, we are out of time now. So, yeah. Mark, thanks, thanks again for uh, joining us this evening. And, uh, you know, enjoy your uh, St. Patty's Day. If... You, you too. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> thanks, Ann. I'll have a beer You're anyway. welcome. Take care, Mark. Okay. Bye-bye. So we're going to wrap it up. You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Dan Carrigan and Ron Kolick. And our special guest tonight has been Mark Nesbeth, right here on Tojanet Perex, Planet Paranormal, and wherever the hell else we're being played. So uh, remember, just everywhere. Everywhere. Just so, everywhere. Tune in next week when we do our live video broadcast, right? Uh, no, our live video broadcast is on the 30th. All right, so that's two wrong. weeks. So I was wrong again. What else? Is two new, weeks, right? two weeks, two weeks. Yeah. But that's right. fine. So uh, happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone! Yeah. Two in. Oh, you didn't play your St. Patrick's Day thing. It's not till tomorrow. Oh boy, fine, good. I can avoid it. There it goes. Things that go bump in the night deliver us good love.